everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Crime and Coffee Couple. My name's Allison. And I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty darn good. How you been? I mean, it's been a while. It has been a while. It doesn't feel like it's been a while for the listeners, but for us, it's been a while because we went away for my parents' 50th anniversary. Sure did, to St. Augustine, Florida. Yep. And that was actually, it's funny, their anniversary fell on Friday the 13th. I'm like, how fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Very fitting for those two. So we were away. So we did our podcast early. So it feels like you're like a stranger to me, Mike. And really, we don't talk unless we're doing the podcast. Yeah. It's like silence in the house. It's You can cut the tension with like a knife. (laughs) Like a butter knife. A butter. Knife. It's like so, like a hot butter knife through butter. Not even a hot one. It's that. It's just it yeah. slides through. Right, right. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's very tension tense. Yeah. I think is what they call it when there's tension and something is something. It's, it's tense. tense. Right, right. Um, yeah. So it was it was nice to get away though for a little it bit. Was. It was a nice weekend. Not a whole lot of stress. Only one really fight, and it wasn't even directly with us. Yeah. So, so. we were good. My parents, most importantly, had like a fabulous time. They did because they deserve to. And then your parents are going to be celebrating their forty eighth. Yep. So we have two more years until we have to do a little hoop de doo for them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they happen to be here in town now. My parents. Yep. From Chicago, visiting us. They're staying for three weeks. Yeah. It's been great. I know a lot of people when you say it at work. Uh, they say, wow, your in-laws are with you for three weeks. That sucks. But, but we've been together since we're 16 years old. So it's like they're kind of like my second parents. Right. So it's not like it's uncomfortable with them in the house. Yeah. You can pretty much say whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever's on your mind. And I, I just, I love your parents. So it's, yeah. gl- it's great to have them here. Like right now, our daughter's in the pool with your mom. Your dad's sitting out on the patio reading his book. It's yep. really cute. And uh, our daughter, she opened up Sunny Paws Daycare. Yeah, we call our uh, dog Poppy, our little cute Shorky. We have to put her in daycare when we do this podcast. Otherwise, she'd be like climbing all over us. Scratching at the door. Yeah. So we're always like, Reese, are you going to open Sunny Paws? And she's like, yep. And I think the payment for that is Starbucks. Well, I also made her an iced coffee. What's that you say? An iced coffee for a (laughs) 10-year-old? Yes. We're trying to stunt her growth because, yeah, I'm 6'2". Allison's 5'3 half. I'm, I'm actually your thank you for giving me that half inch, but actually I'm five three even. Um, I have to take this opportunity to take this joke, but I'm happy to give you that half inch anytime I can. So <laughs> we need to give you that half inch. Yeah. Hey yo, that would help everybody quite a bit, quite a bit. <laughs> um, and you know I'm sick of having to like buy her new sizes, so I kind of just want to keep her where she is right now at ten years old. So yeah. I'm just pumping her full of caffeine. Yeah, anything that stunts growth. Yeah. If you have any ideas, leave them in the comments. You know, send us a note. <laughs> How do you stun your kids' growth? Because she's like, she's not super tall or anything, but no. she's, she's a good height. Yeah, so she's think, a good height. I think she's done. You know, we want her to be an adult who's like four foot nine. Yeah, that's be, it's nice to stand on that five. Still like petite, pe- yeah. petite. And yeah, but and she does love iced coffee. She does. We're joking. Um, and she so. rarely drinks at people. So don't get crazy Settle about down, it. Everybody. Settle down. Yep, yep. The You're dietitian's ch- not pumping her kid really through with uh, caffeine. But she just stopped breastfeeding last year. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of caffeine, I'm currently drinking a nitro brew from Starbucks. And it is my favorite drink of like almost all time. And I'm reading that on the side. You can take a drink. I'll talk. Go okay. ahead. Um, you're like looking at it and holding it. <laughs> like, oh my God, I want to so bad so good i was looking at it it says biff on the side because my name at starbucks is biff i hate it because there's a lot of mics like yesterday i went to target and was going to place my order and sure enough the guy in front of me was named mike and that's like usually as a mic you hear about mics everywhere so online i always say biff and now this guy he didn't have my online order because it was through target yeah you can't do it online yes he's like a name i'm like biff and he like looks at me he's like really 
I'm like, well, no, it's Mike, no. but I like to be called Biff because there's never a Biff. There's always a Mike. So, so like, okay. when I have to go through the Starbucks drive-thru and they're like, I'm like, a mobile order. I'm like, ugh, for Biff. I'm always so embarrassed. <laughs> it kind of hurts a little bit. Really, all it takes is a little bit of confidence. You I, know? I don't have confidence, right. Mike. Well, that's why I married you because I figured it'd be easy to mold you into who I want. Yeah. But speaking of confidence, right now we're doing this, if you're watching this on the video, um, I have no makeup on because we just did our three mile Saturday walk. Right. So we're keeping it real here in the Pernecki house. Well, I changed to be fair. I had a, a gray workout shirt on. I put on my Metallica shirt, which this I think this is the second time I've worn my Metallica shirt on the uh, the podcast. And Metallica is not even one of my favorite bands. Somebody just bought it for me randomly. Like they're probably top 200, I would say. Top 200. Yeah. Like I, I think about any kind of ranks. I'm like, okay, where would they rank? Top 200. I've seen them in concert three times probably just because they're, you know, legends and everything. It's nice as a fan of rock and roll to see Metallica. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, Stone Temple Pilots is probably my favorite band. But, mm-hmm. yeah. STP. Yeah. Yeah. This works. Uh, and you're wearing a cool hat. We got you at oh, a yeah. surf shop in St. Augustine. You are looking fine yeah yeah well i am a 43 year old guy i did buy this hat from like a 20 year old dude that was just like hey man what's up you having a good day i'm like yeah man you know just chilling looking up for a good wave you know that's how i am because i'm 43 <laughs> just, and i surf you know i'm a surfer man yeah 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 just smelling the ganja all over that place <laughs> but it was uh it, yeah i like the hat it's nice yeah, yeah so um and also uh, real quick uh this coffee here i wanted to mention this this is like this coffee tastes so good out of this ikea cup I don't even know what it's called. It's called. it's just like a little tiny Ikea cup that was probably a dollar, if yeah. that. And a funny story to go along with this. Oh, here we go. Really Allison's the devil story. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's make me the bad guy. Well, I mean, there's so little opportunity to make you the bad guy, whereas oh, right. you know, there's a lot of opportunity for me. So I want to take this time to say this is a white cup, if you're watching the video here, but I'm going to explain it. It's a white ceramic cup. When we went to go buy them, I think we bought, what, six of them? Um, uh, so four. We bought, we bought four. Two turquoise, two white. Two turquoise, two white. And my favorite color is orange mostly because i like the chicago bears i like that it's bright i like that it's cheerful it makes me happy and there was an orange cup i'm like well let's get an extra orange one and you're like no it's it's gonna be white and blue white and teal whatever the hell it is turquoise turquoise and i was like okay uh and for some reason i didn't have enough balls just to be like they listen babe i'm gonna get an orange cup maybe i'll keep it in our drawer if you really I don't, don't want it know out. why i was adamant i feel like i hate when there's like 75 coffee cups and there's two of us yeah and then i don't know if it was later or before that but there was cups that were out and there was like a red cup an orange cup and a something other color white and yeah we used to have our coffee cups hanging on the wall when we first got married so i think that was part of your thing you were like well you can use the big orange cup but i wanted one of these little ones like this holds 10 ounces it's like perfect for a keurig it's like just nice it's i I don't really like when my coffee hits metal you know because it kind of changes the flavor i don't know if it really does or doesn't but this is delicious someday i might have an orange cup and i happen to look it up it only costs about seven dollars to get an orange cup probably another seven dollars of shipping so let's say 20 bucks for an orange cup that would make me really happy okay well father's day is coming nope. next month nope not for father's day okay christmas. fine christmas christmas why would you want to wait till christmas well it's been 12 years maybe you need a little bit longer to get me that orange cup. you know what i like to do mike i like to open the palm of my hand put your happiness right in it and then just squash it well the thing is this story makes me feel like a big 
like loser that wouldn't stand up for myself. So and I'm it like, makes me feel like a big bitch. I know. I know it does. And that's kind of part of the fun. So, hey, here's to you. Cheers. Cheers, Mike. And yeah. I don't know why I said no to a coffee cup. It was probably one of those rare instances when I was walking through Ikea and I was like, ah, we don't need an orange cup. And they don't have many more at Ikea. Otherwise, I'd buy one for a dollar. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. So, uh, the moral of the story is Allison's a bitch. Yeah. And I'm going to keep it uh, going. Even if I do get an orange one, I'll be like, hey, look, I finally got an orange cup. Remember 20 you know, years maybe ago? we could talk about something some of the good things i do <laughs> you do a lot of good things i mean pretty much all day i try day. um and anything else we got uh, oh yeah please give us a five-star rating on uh, apple ipod podcasts and uh spotify anything yeah. those. we get those all the time thank you so much for all those reviews they really really help us out yeah they get us up those charts you know apple's like oh people listen to this and they like it let's put it a little higher and we are getting a lot of uh, different listeners and stuff so yeah we had the till death to us part uh podcast they brought us a lot of listeners thank you very much yeah for thanks that. guys yeah. And I've recently gotten into their podcast, and mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. So check them out for sure. Um, and it really does help us out. I know it's a pain in the butt to go and actually leave a review. But if you really like us, we'd appreciate it so much. Next time you're on the can, think of us. Well, just, uh, girls normally don't spend a lot of time on the can. Okay. Well, girls, guys, whoever. Me and my girlfriends are like, you wouldn't know if I pooped or peed when I went in the bathroom. That's how quick I am. What is an area where you spend about five minutes doing something where you can use your hands? Brushing my teeth. I oh. spend two minutes. Next time you brush your teeth, go to Apple mm-hmm. Podcast, leave us a five-star review, and leave some words like, hey, good guys. Well, people. and just do it in the voice to text. Right. Well, no, because you'd be brushing your teeth. That oh, one you'd be that's fine. <laughs> even if it doesn't even, it's gibberish, I think it works still. Yeah. So, yeah. so if if you do that, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, but let's Thanks, get to guys. the, let's get to the story. So obviously this oh, is... real quick. Amazon, Allison's Amazon oh, addiction. Oh, yes. Lastly, thank you. Last so this is something I wore last Saturday. We did a like um, a winery in St. Augustine. We did a ghost tour dinner, all that good stuff. And it's something I've never worn before. It's a bodysuit, which I'm like, I don't want to button something at my crotch. That's you always, just weird. You always think about peeing because you got to pee every probably yeah. 10 minutes, I would say. I'm a, I'm a real peer. Like not literally, but it feels like every it 10 minutes. It feels like it. Especially, you know, if I'm drinking a ton of water or coffee or beer, God forbid, if I drink beer, it like flows through me. Um, so my friend, we went to celebrate her birthday and she had one on and Mike's like, what is this material? And um, it's just such a cute top. And she was like, it's a bodysuit. So she sent me the link. I bought it. It's adorable. And the nice thing about a bodysuit is you don't ever have to worry about making sure it's tucked right. because it just is. It's like always the perfectly tucked thing. Like for guys, I would think that would be fine too. Just mm-hmm. tuck your tuck your buddies in there. Yeah. And it's um, you don't have to think about it. And that's easy to button. And it's good for summer. And obviously summer's coming. It's a uh, tank top. So it's super. I'd, I'd urge you to check it out, and there's a lot of different colors too. And from the male perspective, I find it super hot. Like I've always seen girls wear them. I'm always like, it's kind of like a swimsuit underneath, but yeah. And these have like thicker uh, whatever straps. straps. So it's just it's kind of hot. I don't know if it does it for everybody else, but it does it for me. For well, apparently, sure. Mike likes me in a onesie. Yeah. Well, oh, that's that's weird. what I feel like when Ooh, I'm buttoning it. I that's do. not what I'm thinking. I'm no, thinking that's it's, that was weird. Yeah. Sorry, I just I just made it weird. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Trust me, that's not what's uh, the thing. I, uh, I, I think it's easy access. Yeah, it sorry. really. Yeah your shape it's nice it's like just yeah it yeah. definitely forms the shape yeah, thanks though that's really yeah nice. these big old a cups too they're busting out of there well they're nice a cups <laughs> they're my a cups that's right a a for allison a plus <laughs> plus so um what i was gonna say before was that you know obviously this is a true crime podcast that the stories that we're telling are always going to be terrible but there's this is definitely particularly more terrible than a lot of the other ones so trigger warning because it's involved involving a child. Ah, that sucks. I'm yeah. not looking forward to that. But I let's... know. It's not. And this one really hits home to me because 
it's a 10 year old and our daughter is 10 and she's in fourth grade and our daughter's in fourth grade. So, you know, you can really put yourself in the shoes and it's just, it's hard. So this one, I try to get as much detail as possible, but it only happened a month ago. Wow. So there's not a ton of detail, but I'm going to just do the information that was out there I have in this story. That's all you can do. Story. So this story takes place in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, less than a month ago, like I said. So on the evening of Sunday, April 24th, Again, less than a month ago. At first, I was trying to remember, like, what year was this? I'm like, no, this was this year. Yeah, I always try to do that. It's mm-hmm. like, how many? Two, three? Oh, no. Just last month. That's crazy. That was last month. This is super, super, super recent. recent. And I, I didn't hear it on the news hmm. that I saw. Of. I, I watch the news while I work from the kitchen table. It's local. And then it transitions to the Today Show. But then I leave for work. So whether it was on the Today Show or not, I believe it was. So you may or may not know this story, but... On the evening of Sunday, April 24th, 10-year-old Ileana, who goes by Lily. So Lily Peters spent time at her aunt's house in the Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin area. Chippewa Falls is located 90 miles east of Minneapolis-St. Paul and has a population of about 14,000 people. It's considered a safe community, and major crime at this point was a rare occurrence. Now, this is random, but I think Leinenkugels was out of We're going to talk Falls. about Leinenkugels. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And you're so right, it is. That's a beer company. So, And I never knew that. Hmm. I've obviously like done their summer shandies and things like that. I have no idea if it was even U.S.-based, but they are based out of Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Their commercials used to say out of Chippewa Falls. So this actually takes place pretty much on the border of their property. Wow. Yeah. So interesting that you say that. So like I say, it was pretty much a safe area. And Lily was a fourth grader, like I said, just like our daughter is at Parkview Elementary School. She was supposed to be headed from her aunt's house on the 400 block of North Grove Grove Street to the 50 block of East Birch Street where she lived. Basically about a five minute walk nothing just right there she was leaving what for just to go there again i missed that it was in the evening so she was hanging out at her aunt's house and she was just heading back home got it yeah and it was a sunday um it's school time she'd be going to school the next day so she was just going home again only about a five minute walk you wouldn't think about a 10 year old walking from her aunt's house back home she's probably done it a million times of course um, so Lily lived with her dad. Her mom and dad had split up in 2018. Um, her dad is Alexander Peters. He reported. I imagine this is the sister of the dad. Uh, I would believe so. It doesn't yes, really matter. I, I believe so. Okay. Yes. So, um, Alexander reported Lily missing at 9 p.m. that night because she hadn't come home. Oh, it's such a nightmare, man. Of, you just picture your Oh, my God. You, it's home. it's the absolute worst nightmare. And our daughter plays with kids in the neighborhood and literally live four, do- four doors down. So it's two houses down and then about two over on the next street. And it's like, I want to watch her like leave. We live in a friggin' gated community. And, y- you know, you worry. It's not like it's high-end gated community. It's a no. middle-class gated community. No, we're not like, it must be Nigel with the breeze. Here in Florida, there's like a lot of gated communities. Ding, ding, ding. Right. where's my breed she's nigel <laughs> right no nigel never comes nigel i ring the damn bell and he doesn't come that's weird where the fuck is we nigel? gotta look into nigel yeah he's not doing his job he left and he didn't come back yep. well i don't even know that he left because i never saw the guy <laughs> but um so it is it's 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 a parent's absolute worst nightmare and you want to just think in your head 
Maybe she bumped into a friend and she went and rode a bike. Or her aunt took her to ice cream or something or something. They did a little bit more than they Mm -hmm. should have. But Alexander confirmed that this didn't happen because Mm. the aunt was like, yeah, she was here and she left to go home. Hence him calling the police at 9 p.m. And she left around, what did you say, 6? Evening. Okay. Didn't specify exactly what time. So again, Lily was last seen by her family that evening at the aunt's house. So police officers and family members checked the area. Obviously, they contacted friends that she knew. Hey, is Lily over there? Did she come by? Blah, blah, blah. Everybody you know that could possibly have gotten in her way. Exactly. And neighbors definitely knew Lily. She was often seen with cousins and friends riding around on her bike. Friendly girl. Friendly girl. The one guy who was quoted saying it said she always seemed very happy to me. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. I always like to give information on the victim because I want to bring out their personality because this story is about them, not the monster who did something to them. But there was no details about Lily. I can tell you in looking at all the pictures she is a precious little 10 year old girl well you know she's 10 she's, she's trying to figure f- out her a life flipping 10 year old girl smiley as can be looked spunky mm-hmm. um but i did see neighbors say that they described her as always looking happy yeah. so they contacted all the people she may or may not be with nobody was with her so they found no sign of lily as they were looking around so a couple of hours later, around 11 p.m. that night, Alex found Lily's bike. I read in two different sources. One said Alex found the bike. One said police officers found the bike. So which it was, I'm not entirely sure. So it was found near a wooded area east of Liney Lodge. Liney Lodge is the Lining Kugel's brewery slash restaurant, which if you look at TripAdvisor, it's rated very well. It's located at 124 Elm Street. The bike was near the parking lot of the brewery and often normally populated walking trail. You know, people are running, jogging, rollerblading, whatever. There's usually a lot of people out. And of course... Probably not that late at night. You know, it would probably stop after sunset, obviously. Sure, of And now course. it's summer. Well, that was April. So I'd imagine sunset in Wisconsin around this time was probably around six or something like that. Maybe seven. close to seven. Yeah. So this would have been two hours later that she was reported missing. But, you know, especially in the northern um, areas where you've been locked inside because of winter, as soon as the weather starts to show some sign of, you know, warming up, people are going to be out and about. Right. Getting their exercise and just enjoying the nice weather. Exactly. So this was the Duncan Creek Trail, which was located only a few blocks from where Lily lived. Mm Mm-hmm. So canine teams from the Chippewa Falls uh, County Sheriff's Department and the Lake Halley Police Department were called to search the area that night. They used a drone to search the wooded area while law enforcement and fire and EMS search teams searched the area and went door to door. Of course, like we established, this would have been nighttime, so it's much harder to see what you're doing than if it were daytime. So the Chippewa Falls Police Department investigators continued to follow up with Lily's family and friends. Hey, have you seen her? Have you heard from her? It was determined by the Wisconsin Division of Criminal Investigation that the incident did not meet criteria to put out an Amber Alert. What, what's the goddamn criteria? What's the friggin' criteria? What's the point of having an Amber Alert? Like it's <laughs> it's a ten year old girl that left her aunt's house saying, "Bye, Auntie, I'm heading home." Didn't show up home. So what is the criteria for what an else Amber do we need Alert? Here? Yeah. What? what I, Regardless what it is, they determined it did not qualify to put out an Amber Alert. Now here's the thing. So let's think about it logically. Um, you got to think that 
there's probably dozens of kids where they they don't show up at the time they're supposed to every but single day. But this is a ten year old. Well, maybe there has to be some kind of a motive or something else involved in order to do the Amber Alert because Amber Alert. Everybody gets them all the time. You know, you're sitting in a room and it's like, bing, 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 everybody like in everywhere gets this Amber Alert. So there's maybe something that there's some kind of foul play. Like you have to have, I'd imagine, I don't know, but I'd imagine it has to have some evidence of foul play somewhere. Well, and the Amber Alerts we do get say was last seen with so-and-so driving so-and-so car. Yes, it's always with someone. With someone. So, and I should have looked into that, but you know, life happens. Um, no, it's you don't know. I but, mean, and it could be different every state. Yeah. Too. So I don't know. But regardless, it was determined that it didn't meet the criteria. So they didn't put it out. Yeah. So at the time of Lily's disappearance, she was wearing a quarter zip long sleeve purple um, like hoodie type shirt, black stretch pants and gray shoes. The school superintendent, Jeff Holmes, indicated that the school was also using all of its communication platforms to get the word out about Lily's disappearance in order to help find her. And really, that's the most important, local. Local. Like, sometimes I get an Amber Alert out of Miami. It's like, I'll look, but I don't know if I'm going to have any help here. Sure. And I always register it in my head um, what color car it is. And I look at the person's face because if there is anything I can do, I would love to be of assistance. Of course. Because, again, it's it's a person's worst nightmare to have a child go missing so um you know the school channels make more sense because people she goes to school she's a she goes to elementary school and speaking as parents that have an elementary school student you get you know, we have this app and they all we get messages all the time mm-hmm. and you know it would probably show up <clears throat> like a big warning you know yeah with hey a bunch, keep yeah. your eyes out for this girl right and everybody would know them so yes. especially you know the moms that stay at home and mom and dads that stay at home and they they congregate all the way together and they all talk to each other so it's very important to get the word out right absolutely and it seems like a pretty tight-knit community too so the next morning at 8.54 a.m., and again, you hear these times, you know something bad is coming, and something bad is coming. On Monday, April 25th, a body was found in the wooded area near the walking trail of Duncan Creek, not far from where her bike was located. Obviously, they were searching the area that night, but again, it was dark, and they didn't see her. The person that found her was actively searching for her and knew her. Huh. Um, sadly, she was found naked from the waist down. That sucks. Tragic. Absolutely sickening, tragic, and makes you want to throw up. Like, I've got a special place in my heart for especially little girls. Like, it's just, I don't know. They're just, like, so sweet and kind. And, and innocent. Yeah, and I know little boys are, too, and everybody. Of it's course. Just, like, I don't Children. Know. Like, especially, it's just to find a little, sweet little girl that you know. Like absolutely that. and like would absolutely crush me you know it's that innocence of the children that's just so precious because life is just open and the world's your oyster and they're not jaded by things and it's just sickening to think that that kind of life was just snuffed out in one evening like just imagine walking up and seeing like the little 10 year old just laying there and you know no. she's dead and it's like it's, it's just the worst yeah so the person who found the body again knew lily so you know i'm sure it was a sickening sight to come across lily's body was sent for forensic autopsy to minneapolis st paul which is an hour and a half west of chippewa, chippewa falls it's said that it's rare but not entirely unusual to outsource an autopsy they do it in some high-profile cases that are better equipped to perform the autopsy. I wouldn't. Yeah, this makes complete sense because Chippewa Falls probably isn't very Small. equipped. And you send it to one of the biggest cities in the U.S. Mm-hmm. A more equipped jurisdiction. Every like That really should happen more often, probably. Mm-hmm. 
So the autopsy was done on the same day by pathologist Dr. Mills. I'm sorry, I'm just giving the information that I know, but Dr. Mills found bite marks on Lily's left buttocks, as well as anal tearing and biological evidence consistent with sexual assault. Oh, God. Our daughter is in fourth grade, like we said, and right now they're going through like the whole period talks and this and that. They don't even have their period at that age. They're innocent little children, and this girl was subjected to this horrible thing that happened. As a dad, I'm absolutely raging. I will not stop until this person is like has a searing like iron thing through their forehead. Basically. Well, I will tell you that this is a solved case. It's open and closed. So you will find out who did this. Oh, my God. The results. I'm like so angry. I know. The results of preliminary autopsy indicated that Lily died from blunt, blunt force trauma to the left side of her face, as well as strangulation. The final autopsy results could take four to six weeks as medical examiners wait for toxicology reports. When you find out who did this, I would imagine that the toxicology reports won't show anything. That the cause of death was strangulation and blunt force trauma. Jesus Christ, man. And you'll find out why I say that. Okay. Greg Hoffman, who is the Chippewa Falls mayor, said that when the public learned of Lily's death, the town began to pull together with compassion and support. Again, it's a small, tight-knit community. Anyone hears that a 10-year-old was killed via homicide, they're going to pull together and want to do something. There's not much. Nobody can bring Lily back, but they want to do something. Yeah, solve it. Get it figured out so at least you can sleep at night and know what the hell. There's some fucking sicko out there who's just going after kids and oh my god so of course at this point in time and it it gets figured out very quickly but at this point in time they don't know who did this and they're still out there right so every single parent and kid and whatever is just like looking at everybody you know Mm -hmm. you're wondering if your neighbor's the one that's doing it yeah and you're not wanting your kids to go outside at all of course It, it was a very scary time so the residents determined that friday after lily was found was determined justice for lily day the town was decked out in purple business owners teachers and students all wore purple to honor lily's memory did she love purple she did and she was last seen with her purple hoodie got it got it um on the night when lily's body was discovered a vigil was held at valley vineyard church for friends and relatives to pray together um the town also like flooded the school grounds where she went to school with teddy bears and things like that. And in her memory, it really, really hit the town hard. I mean, obviously it hit anyone who hears the story is going to be hit hard by it. But imagine living in the town and knowing I know that little girl. Right. And knowing what happened. Well, I'm thinking the girls in this neighborhood, like there's a lot of sweet little girls sweet. walking around like they always leave little notes for Reese or something like that. They're just running around having fun, just huge, huge, bright smiles and just running around being crazy little kids mm-hmm. like imagine one of these girls that happened to i'd like Mm-mm. i'd lose it i can't even imagine being the parent it's just like oh, it's yeah. so sickening uh, so this story was hard for me to research because sorry that's okay um it's natural you don't have to be a parent you just have to know a sweet little kid or you we've all been little kids in the past yeah. like imagine being 10 years old and going you know this girl obviously loved her family she went to her aunt's house it sounds like this probably happened a lot and you know just wanted to hang out with her aunt or do whatever and wants to come home like she always does and her whole life is taken from her yeah it's a horrible and horrible like thing. you say you don't have to be a parent to be hit hard you just have to be a human you know if you're a human with some kind of emotion 
Mm-hmm. So local businesses have donated their time and supplies in Lily's memory. And I thought this was a really nice idea. And Ace Hardware in Chippewa Falls distributed free purple lights for neighbors to hang on their porches. Oh, that's nice. More than 400 bulbs were passed out in less than 20 minutes. When they got their new shipment of 600 more bulbs, there was a line out the door and the residents said at nighttime, all the porches were lit up in purple. I thought that that was really nice. That's beautiful. A lot of Ace Hardwares are like individually owned mm-hmm. by the local people. They're not like Lowe's and Home Depot and stuff. Like it's usually a person living in the area and that's really a really nice gesture yeah i thought it was really nice and purple ribbons were distributed and tied around light poles and mailboxes um and also the town is actively trying to change the street name where lily lived to lily street and it was said that there's no reason why they think that won't happen right (laughs) you gotta be a freaking demon if you stop that (laughs) exactly like you imagine uh, some kind of representative be like no no elm street or whatever it was we're gonna keep it as elm street yeah it's like no oh it's gonna be lily yeah So community members started a petition to state Senator Kathy Bernier since an Amber Alert was never sent after Lily was reported missing. They want an alert with less regulations around it so that something can be done more quickly when a child does go missing. As of April 27th, there were 55,000 signatures to create a Lily Alert. Hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. So... When Lily's body was discovered, police announced an increased presence at schools as they searched for her killer. Again, like I said, people were in panic mode at this point. Could be anybody. Could be a classmate. It could Mm -hmm. be a teacher. It could be anybody. It could be the neighbor. Uh, It could be anybody. Any living, breathing human. Exactly. Community members were terrified that a child predator was on the loose. Although with the sexual stuff, you'd think somebody older. Right. You would think. Parents were urged not to let their kids be out and about alone. The public urged authorities to investigate all child sex offenders living in Chippewa Falls. Obviously, that'd be a great place to start. Number one. Parents were urged to take their kids to school, walk them to the bus stop, truly kind of just not be out of their sight, which I can promise you if that happened in this area, our kids would not be out of our sight. Yeah, there'd be parents everywhere walking Mm -hmm. with their kids everywhere. Um, Little did the public know, and this is going to be a bomb, not only was the real killer not on the sex offender list, but, and this is a big but, they were a juvenile and related to Lily. Oh, no. Yep. And that, uh, how old? You'll hear. Oh. On oh. Tuesday, April 26, Chippewa Falls Police Chief Matthew Kelm announced that the suspect was known to Lily and there was no presumed danger to the community. It was an isolated incident. It wasn't something that the family, the, the the neighbors and such needed to worry about that this person's on the prowl. So this kid basically <clears throat> was targeting her. Yep. Oh, my God. What a fucking scumbag. So this was kind of interesting. On April 25th, on the True Crime subreddit, a user commented that on the night of April 24th, when Lily met, went missing, they were in the park where Lily went missing, playing Pokemon Go. The night that she disappeared? Yes. They <sighs> were. So this person said, I think I saw that girl in a pink slash purple hoodie on her bike with another kid on my way out. I have a suspicion it could be another kid that did it. This was before they even found her. They went on this platform and said, I saw her with a child. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the child that did it. So this was before, you know, they knew anything. Yeah. Users flooded the post with comments urging this person to contact authorities Mm -hmm. with what they saw. The user who 
posted this as an area high school student. They elaborated on what they saw in the park that night. My coworkers got me hooked on Pokemon Go again, so I was walking through the park playing that. While driving by the entrance of the skate park near the line and Kugels, they saw two kids riding bikes past the entrance or into the park. So concerned Reddit users took it upon themselves to contact the Chippewa Falls Police Department, not knowing what this user had done. They may have called and, and made the reports, but they wanted to be sure that it was being done. Instead of like the whole thing of if you just say someone call 911, it's like, I'm just calling to you make call sure you, you've heard this story already. Yes. OK, good. Yeah. Exactly. So um, they called into the tip line and they emailed screenshots to investigators. They were on it. Less than 20 minutes later, Chippewa Falls Police Department called the Reddit user to let them know we will be following up on what you said. So police. I don't know how you'd be able to do that. Probably you have to post to Reddit because Reddit, you, you don't know who people are. No, what they're following up on is the fact that she was seen on the trail with another right. child. Yeah. So maybe focus your your sights on a child a male child yeah yeah got it so um the police received more than 200 tips in the case which chief calm said helped the police find the suspect police served a search warrant for lily's aunt's home chief calm wouldn't comment on whether the suspect was arrested at the same address so whether or not the person lived at that address it wasn't put out there shortly so it might have been the aunt's son or something yeah shortly before a scheduled press conference on april 26 at 6 30 p.m central time lily's aunt's house was surrounded by police cars and crime scene tape officers were seen carrying out boxes of evidence and the street was blocked off to prevent the media from getting too close to what was now considered a potential crime scene and i'm sorry this is where this is Chippewa Falls. No, no. We're like, this is at the aunt's house? Or at <clears throat> this the... is at the aunt's house. Okay. Yes. So during the press conference, the police announced that they made an arrest in the case, and it was a juvenile who was known to Lily. The press used male pronouns, so people were like, oh, okay. It was a male. Well, I just assumed that because I don't know if, like, <clears throat> you know, 99% of the time, something as gross and sexual as this is a male, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So... So on April 26, Lily's 14, 14, 14-year-old cousin, who is in eighth grade, was interviewed and admitted that the day that she went missing, he helped her get her bike at her aunt's house. He told detectives that he rode a hoverboard on the trail while Lily rode her bike. So what the person who was on Reddit, they said on bikes, she was on her bike, he was on a hoverboard. They rode, <clears throat> I don't know what is wrong with my throat. I'm just going to chalk it up to COVID. Um, but they rode side by side on the trail. He fully admitted this whole thing. He said that he asked Lily to go exploring off the trail. He carried his hoverboard. She carried her bike. When they say carried her bike, she probably walked it, you know, sure. pushing it. Yeah. Once they were off the trail and heading up a hill, he said that he punched Lily in the stomach and knocked her to the ground. He then struck her in the head three times with a large stick, which is consistent with what the autopsy showed, blunt blunt force force trauma. trauma to the left side of her head. And he said that as she lay on her back, he strangled her until he believed that she was dead. He admitted that he tried to sexually assault Lily after she died, which was consistent with what the autopsy showed. Biological evidence of sexual assaults. So DNA. A friggin' 14-year-old. An eighth grader. Middle school. A middle schooler. Sickening. 
Absolutely um, sickening. I got to know if this kid has mental issues or something like that. I mean, obviously he has mental issues, but I mean like um, some kind of learning disabilities or something, I would imagine. He or? was in an eighth grade middle school in okay. the area. So you don't have details. We don't know if, I mean, he had some kind of a spectrum and disorder or something like that because this is not like typical obviously not typical behavior of a 14 year old not at all and he, we'll he doesn't talk. realize that okay you'll have more. we'll talk about his background okay. his name is readily available online his picture is readily available online i am not going to give you his full name if you are curious look it up it's there he is a juvenile he's 14 years old so they're trying to keep it you know hush hush i will just give you his initials in case we ever have to like delete it or something yeah. Not, yeah so i'm just not going to so um, he said, you know, obviously the autopsy showed bite marks to her buttocks. He and his initials are CPB. He said that he recalled biting Lily, but couldn't remember where on her body he had even done it. At this point, when he was trying to sexually assault his 10-year-old cousin, he got scared. He fled the scene and went home. He showered and put his clothes into the laundry. When he realized now Lily at nine o'clock is being reported missing, he's trying to do some damage control. He felt he should try to hide Lily's body better. So he went back to the woods where he had left her, drug her, because that's what eighth graders say. He drug her a little bit farther into the woods and tried to cover her body with leaves. He went back home And he told investigators that at the time that he went to Lily's aunt's house, and again, I'm saying went to her house, he may have lived in that house. It may be the aunt's son. I don't know. Um, It was his full intention at the time he set out on his hoverboard with Lily on his bike. He said, I knew walking with her that this was my plan. It was my intention to rape and kill her. Jesus Christ, man. This is a 14-year-old boy. How does that even enter your brain? Like, I, we have a 13-year-old son. That's not even close to in his ballpark. He's like, Mom, I need a new headset for my uh, Xbox. <laughs> yeah. I, can you get snacks. me more Takis on the Walmart list? Yeah, Doritos or chips This or is sick. Yeah. This is really, really sick. So here's a little bit about his background. He is the son of a convicted pedophile. And that's unfortunate. So I'm just going to say his dad is 37-year-old Adam B. That's his name. It's, again, his picture is readily available for the dad. All the information on the dad is there. He was sent to prison for three years in May of 2018 after being found with 10 pornographic pictures of prepubescent girls on his phone. That's actually kind of fascinating because it, you know, there's a link to genetics and possible pedophilia. You know, that that's really sickening and unfortunate i wonder i'm sure there's been studies of people looking into seeing if that kind of thing is genetic i mean it's kind of ironic but then is like you know being gay or bisexual genetic or you know sexual preferences that would say that sexual preferences might be genetic it's not well he's a child this person is a child himself he's 14 right so he himself is a child right but this This is is a 37 year old i'm talking about that oh i know this kid's dad well this is a i mean he's he's 
aiming for pedophilia, basically. I mean, he did. That it was terrible. But I'm sorry. I was just thinking. No, I mean, it's a question. Yeah. Um, so the images that were found on his phone were extremely disturbing. I have all the details online. I'm not going to read the details because it's disgusting. I have no interest in that. But I will tell you that some of the images had his own face superimposed on them, which is just disgusting. So he's trying to picture himself in the situation. Yes. And not only was he found with a pornographic, um, you know, juvenile images, he was also found with drug paraphernalia, including four crack pipes in his home. So he was released from prison April of 2021, a year before that this happened. I was going to ask if he's still around. And oh, yeah, he's yeah. So anyway, this boy, CPB, his grandmother said that he was shattered after his father was sent to prison. She described CPB as unhappy since his father was gone. During Adam's time in prison, he had no contact physically with CPB, though he did email his son daily. He also sent him a crocheted blanket he made in prison. He sent appeals to want to spend time with his son unsupervised. I read some of them. Um, How sweet. Go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you you should be able to spend time with your son or whatever. Well, for the son's sake, you know, it's got to be really difficult if your father is yanked out of your life and sent to prison when you're a child. Because you're going to have daddy issues and abandonment or whatever. But at the same time, you know, your dad's in jail for wanting to did a little kid. And at the time he went to jail, this person would have been about 11 years old. Mm. So it was it was really hard for him. So, um, there was also an incident where Adam, this person's, this kid's dad, drove his car at CPB's mother, leaving her injured after she rolled off the hood of the car to the ground. Nice. So there's, you know, a lot of crap going on in this family. It's not just that his father is a disgusting pervert who has children's pictures on his phone. He drove his car at the kid's mom. And obviously, you wouldn't want to procreate with this guy once you know that he's into child porn and stuff. And, um, you know, he's on drugs in addition to it. So there's a lot, I'm sure, that this kid is seeing. Wow. Yeah. You know, that no no child should have to see. Right. So the relation to CPB to Lily, he's Alex. Alex is um, Lily's dad. Uh-huh. It's his sister's Nasty. kid. Yeah. Okay. That's so what I So that's the relation. That sucks ass so every time she went over to rant's house this little piece of shit cpb is all thinking oh i can't wait to kill her and, her and who even knows if there was anything going on behind the scenes if you, he had touched her in the, in the past I, how do you go from oh i'm gonna walk her home to i'm gonna rape her and kill her yeah i mean yeah maybe there wasn't touching i maybe hope that was not ultimate. I, I hope not for I, it doesn't matter because he killed her so go but that she had been subjected to that even before her death yeah i, I really hope not so his mother had had multiple convictions for drug offenses. She herself was arrested in 2005 for domestic battery with her then husband. So it was a very tumultuous life for this wow. this 14 year old. I'd imagine for their neighbors, it's kind of like, wow, you learned a lot about this lady who's probably been living near you and just, oof, she's been part of some bad stuff. Ooh, man, I don't know if I'd let my daughter sit and hang out with my sister who's a piece of shit. I mean, it's hard because it's a small community. She lives a few blocks away. I mean, you you want to think the best in people. And, you know, people get caught family. up in drugs. People get caught up in drama with her then husband. This was back in 2005. Lily wasn't even born at that time. People screw up. I hate to have hindsight. You know, it's a lot easier to say that now, but it's just uh, questionable is what that is. So yeah, that's... but who who are we to say? We don't know what was going on. We don't know. Well, I mean, you know that there's been drugs here. You know that 
this there's a 13 year old who knows how or 14 year old that you know is probably sexually blossoming and that he's a son of a pedophile I mean, yeah, those but are bad what things. did what did people see when they looked at this fourteen year old? Did they know what was going on under the surface with the perversion and the sickness that was happening? I'm telling you, every teenage boy is thinking about sex. All yeah, the time. I know, but why would you say, "Oh, you can't go over to your cousin's house"? Right. You don't know what's going on under the surface in somebody's mind. And maybe you're working, you need somebody to watch your kid because it's really hard. And I get that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunately there wasn't better choices. Yeah. So CPB is currently being held at a juvenile detention facility in Wisconsin. He has appeared in court remotely. He received charges for first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree sexual assault, and first-degree sexual assault with a child under 13, resulting in great bodily harm. He could face life in prison if great convicted. It's an understatement. Great bodily harm. She's dead. Yeah, murder. It's like murder. involving Well, murder. and that is first-degree yeah. intentional homicide. So everything that's on top. He's basically getting everything, and rightly so. These, yeah. This is what he did. Right. He could face life in prison if convict, convicted of the top charge. So in Wisconsin, homicide defendants above age 10 can be tried in adult court, but the DA said that it was premature if this would be the case in the situation. He is expected to be to be appearing in court in June on June 24th. So again, this just happened. So we're still in the process of everything. Mm. We don't know what the sentencing will be yet because it, has, it hasn't yet happened. Um, so Lily's parents, Alexander Peters and Jennifer Irely are clearly devastated about their daughter's death. Clearly, um, they are yet to speak publicly about her murder. And if they do or don't, that's their prerogative. Uh, I mean, newsflash, there's, they're, they're heartbroken. Grieving. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't need to hear from them. They don't need to No, share they, they don't know anybody, anything. No. You know, I pray for them because I can't imagine what it is that they're going through. It's mostly curiosity, morbid curiosity. Yeah. It's it's disgusting and sickening that they, very sad that they have to go through this. Absolutely. And I did want to put it out there that our cousin Lexi is the one that shared this story with Uh, us. So thanks, Lex. Thanks, Lex. And I'm, you know, sorry to be the person to tell this story because it's just so awful. But it's important to share things because then people can watch out a little bit more. If you're, you know, you have your, your daughter or son staying over at a family member's house like we said a million times if there's somebody a little older that might be a little weird then you're best to err on the side of worry and caution because yeah. there's some males can be very sexually oriented and it's disgusting and i'm sorry and you just got to watch out for your kids yeah it's just a matter of keeping your eyes open and i'm not blaming anything like that alexander didn't see something or whatever i this kid could have just had it all under the surface and put himself out there as just a normal 14-year-old. Maybe, or maybe he was weird. I'm guessing he was weird. I don't no know. No doubt about it, CPB is a fucking weirdo. I guarantee you'd meet the kid and be like, he's fucking weird. So I don't know. I can't speak for you it. Can't. You can't say for sure, but I can guarantee it. So You I, can't say for sure, but you I guarantee it. Yeah, I can't say for sure, but I guarantee it. So, uh, I mean, what what... what what do you do now? Do you castrate the kid? Like, um, no, I I think he needs to be kept in prison. I mean, this kid, if at age 14, you set out with your cousin knowing in your mind, I'm going to rape and kill her. Yeah. This is a 14-year-old. This is no a chance. child. He has no chance of being... What is he going to look like at age 30? Right. He's going to think about Scary. it again. He's going to... Uh, somebody he works with is going to be the next victim. Oh, this kid needs to be kept in prison forever. That is my opinion. I'm not saying that you might not agree with that, but I don't care if you agree with it. Things escalate. (laughs) And if you're this dangerous at age 14, what are you going to look like when you're 
30. It's going to be one of those cases where we're, we're going to talk about it again in 30 years and be like, this kid over is already, yeah. remember Lily Peters? He was let out and mm-hmm. now he did it again. It's, I guarantee it. For the safety of the community, I believe that he should never be out and about ever. Right. Oh, that's such a terrible, terrible story. Terrible story. Well, sweet Lily Peters. And sweet Lily Peters honor. That's I tell the story just for awareness. And can you imagine how mad the mom is? Like, man, I can't believe how mad the mom might be. I don't even know her story. Maybe she's got. You know, There's some, some other on. things under the surface there too. Yeah. Not harmonious. Well, I didn't want to drag Lily's family through the mud. Sure. If you want to read about it, Lily had kind of an upsetting background too, mm. to some degree. Um, it's not, you know, a great story, but I, I just didn't want to put the victim's name and family through the mud when they're already dealing with the death of their daughter. Give me a hint. Was there some domestic um, some violence? Some theft issues. Theft issues. On yeah. On her side? On Lily's parents' side, on the mom. Oh, interesting. The mom lives like 60 miles away. She does not live with Lily. Lily lived with her dad. You know, people that are crime ridden or whatever usually know people that are in crime so it's like I'm, i'd imagine there's not you know not too too many things separating the aunt and you know well the the lily's mom is not you know i know blood related I know. to yeah but there's probably like you know yeah no I, I know what you mean i just didn't want to drag their name through the mud when they're dealing with the death of their 10 year old daughter so if there's information there if you want to read it i didn't want to be the person to tell it okay makes sense yeah i'm i thought about it and I just thought it to be respectful that it wouldn't, wasn't the right choice for me. For me, I think it's happened and it might lead you to know a little bit about her upbringing. And some but of Lily things. didn't. Lily was just riding her bike. No, yeah, she did nothing. She wrong. had nothing to do with it. Right, that's true. This is on the other end. It had nothing to do with the story. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel I needed to share it. That's fair. That's so fair. if you would want to read it, it's readily available online. Right. Yeah. Don't you say you're pissed at me. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I am so pissed. Well, let's uh, remember Lily Peters and mm-hmm. watch your kids and watch those scumbag nephews and nieces and whatever. Or whoever. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. Thank you for telling us that story. It's mm-hmm. important to remember Lily. Thank well, you for being here. And um, we hope to see you back next uh, wait, time. Wait, wait. So we oh, have to thank, thank you, Mike. Yeah. This demented 40, almost three-year-old brain is just losing it. We uh, got ourselves a new Patreon. So thank you very much to Karen for coming on on the, the team here. Um, we've got Karen. We've got Lily. We've got Colleen. Who's going to be next? Camille, what? Maybe it could be you. Maybe it's you. Yeah. So speaking of that, we will conclude this episode and t- tape tape record our bonus episode you know i'm old yep record our bonus episode so if you want to hear an extra two episodes a month come on over to patreon and you got to be a middle subscriber or higher yeah and you get the uh, the extra episodes thanks guys thank you we'll see you back next time right. Bye. bye